Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we begin our study of the book of Ephesians. This book, epistle, or letter, was penned by the Apostle Paul to the church at Ephesus. This book may become, in your life, the single most revolutionizing letter that you have ever read. This week, we will get acquainted with the territory of Ephesus, which will give us a foundation for our study of this book. Please listen to Pastor Jim's slice of today's message entitled, Effusing About Ephesians. Now, notice his dual source of authority, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ at the end of verse 2. God the Father and the Son, they're His authority, not His opinions, not His great wisdom. His words are no less inspired than the words of Jesus, you know, the, the red letters of the Gospels in some Bibles. Uh, by the way, I, I think red-letter Bibles are a really bad idea because it kind of gives the inference that there's something super-duper special about the words of Jesus. It's all the Word of God. My computer Bible program defaults to the red-letter version, and so I, I turn it off. Uh, I just, you know, it's my little peeve. All right. Paul wrote as the instrument of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the revealed Word of God. And would you notice there's also a double designation of believers. First, to the saints, saints, that word hagioi, holy ones. This is a Christian from God's point of view. You've been made holy by the holiness of Christ. You're holy in Christ. And then faithful, faithful is the, the word uh, translated believing ones, this is the Christian from man's point of view. In, in Christ, you've been made holy. From man's point of view, how can you tell if you're following Christ? Well, you're, you're faithful. You, you live by faith. You exercise trust. You, you obey. You follow Him. And both terms are accurate. They fit together to give the, the full picture of what a person in Christ is. By virtue of exercising faith, you've been made holy in Christ, and it's all the gift of God, and no one can boast. So he's Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are at Ephesus. Now, there's two words that you could probably just kind of slide by, but don't. That phrase is significant in that if you find the oldest manuscripts of the book of Ephesians, most of them don't have the words at Ephesus. But it isn't just that it's not there. In some of them, there's actually a blank. To the saints who are at fill-in-the-blank, faithful in Christ. Uh, That was apparently intended to be filled in by the recipients of the letter in any city in which it was read. And if you look at it carefully and compare it to other letters in the New Testament, mainly Paul's letters, there are no references to anything personal, no greetings to specific people. No references to anything precisely local, no references to anything geographical, 
And that leads us to conclude that this letter was probably written first to Ephesus, but was intended to be a circular letter to all the churches, beginning with the churches in Asia Minor, just exactly like the book of Revelation, written to, brought to Ephesus, and then as New Testament books would have been uh, distributed. Probably the first arrives at their first destination. It would be read there, preached there, studied there, and then they would make a copy of it and keep the copy and take the original and move on to the next place. But that's more formalized, apparently, in this series of uh, cities in Asia Minor. Interestingly, over in Colossians chapter 4, verse 16, Colossians written by the same apostle from the same jail cell in roughly the same period of time. In Colossians 4.16, Paul says, When this letter is read among you, have it also read in the church of the Laodiceans. That was the next nearby city. So that one was meant to be circulated. And then he says, And you, for your part, read my letter that is coming from Laodicea. And many believe that that letter uh, coming from Laodicea was quite likely the book of Ephesians. So, the the root of circulation would fit exactly what we know to be the order in which the cities, whether you go counterclockwise or clockwise, that's the order of the the cities in which the churches are described in Revelation chapters 1 through 3. So, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are at fill-in-the-blank and who are faithful in Christ Jesus... Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice also, there's a double blessing. Grace and peace. Grace, I wish to be gracious to you. I wish to remind you of the grace of God, which brings us all of our spiritual riches. I want to remind you that you you stand in His grace, like He would write in Romans 5. And then peace. Peace, drawn from that standard Hebrew greeting, shalom. You could say that grace is the fountain of blessing, peace is the stream that flows from the fountain. Because of the grace of God, I have peace with God. Again, that's Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2 um, summarized. Those two terms, grace and peace, common, very meaningful first century greetings to Christians, grace to you and peace. Check the beginning and end of Paul's letters. You're going to find grace and peace galore. Notice there is also a double source of the greeting. Look at the end of it. From God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is very Trinitarian. He's going to talk about the Holy Spirit in this book uh, as well. Now, one additional note about the beauty of this book. This one is um, especially easy for us to connect to. Remember I told you what an idol-filled, diverse city Ephesus was? There's a smaller gap between what the people were like in Ephesus in the first century and what we're like than with the original readers of many of the books of the Bible compared to us. This book is addressed to Gentiles, people who were about as much like us as first century people possibly could be. So this is a This is a timeless book. Now, they they all are. I'm just saying it's really easy to connect with everything in the book of Ephesus, or book of Ephesians, without having to do a lot of homework to figure out, you know, which things are specifically cultural and which things are 
uh, transcultural. We don't have to unscramble it to make the applications. That's what I'm trying to say. This is a letter to you and to me from God about our lives in Christ and with each other. In Christ, mainly the first three chapters. With each other, mainly the last three chapters. So would you accept my challenge? I know, I bug you with an email every single day. Read these few verses in John. How about we also read Ephesians? You can read the whole thing in, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes if you're a slow reader. Uh, maybe, maybe read it every day this week, or I'll make you a deal. Let's go easy on you. There are six days after today and before next Sunday. There are six chapters of Ephesians. Let me see. Six divided by six, one chapter a day. And you can work your way all the way through this book. And trust me, you'll find things you want to come back to again and again and again. So yes, I am effusing about Ephesians. It is such a wonderful, wonderful part of the treasure of God's Word to us. Now let's pray. Our Father, we do say thank You for this portion of Your Word. Thank You for all of Your Word. Thank You for the Word incarnate, Your Son, Jesus. Father, it is beyond our ability to fully describe all of the riches that are ours in the Savior. As we embark on our exploration through this book, cement these things to our hearts and make us stronger than ever in understanding the riches of the glory of Your grace and use us for Your purpose. Thank You that we can gather today and worship in Your name. Thank You that You know our every need even before we ask. Thank You for reminding us to pray for those in our world in whom You you have invested authority, put them in positions over us. We pray for our president and and others. Oh, the gospel needs to go to Washington, D.C. as much as it ever needed to go to Ephesus, Father, and You know that. We pray that You would uh, stop the nonsense. We, we pray that You would please stop this Equality Act, which if implemented will specifically declare us to be evil and bring about more persecution than we've ever known in this, in this country. But Father, if, if that passes, teach us to embrace the fact that we stand in Your grace and the gates of hell cannot prevail against Your church. So use us, we pray, whatever happens there. But we do pray that You'll bring those people in authority to the Savior. Father, thank You for the many reasons we have for rejoicing within the Heritage Bible Church family. Thank You for um, Chris Kosecki and her um, what appears to be very good recovery from open heart surgery. Thank You for the good word from Shane and Charity Jensen and the outcome of their surgeries and even some of it not necessary for their injuries. We lift up our our friends Larry Doyle and Alan Bjorner, both of whom awaiting surgeries that have been now postponed. Please um, grant them relief. We pray for our uh, friends at Grace Life Church in Edmonton, now driven underground, and for many like them, and for churches around the world that have been burned and destroyed and people arrested and killed just for worshiping You. Teach us to rejoice in our Savior. And we ask 
In his name, amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.